What's going on, Pounders? We have an absolute massive episode for you this week. Not only do we have a phenomenal review for next week's earnings, we got a special guest for you guys this week. Before we start, want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors over at Masterworks. Another episode of Pounding the Table begins right now. I wonder why fund managers can't beat the S&P 500. Down 1.7% here, a loss of 37 points or so. Apple shares are just getting hammered this morning. We're down by between 3 and 4.5% generally across these markets. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. We're red everywhere, essentially, down by 4 5%. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 84 of Pounding the Table. And the boys are back in town for a special episode dedicated to Randy Moss, my favorite number 84. This week's weekly recap is brought to you by our buddy Rahul over at The One Read, who provides this daily email every single week with highlights, and then we write them down and talk about them a lot more in depth. So very excited this week. We have a special secret guest here in the booth, and let's get it started. Shy, the U.S. consumer confidence came in at 117, estimated at 112, a two-year high. I mean... A lot of the um, news or data we've gotten this week is like kind of inflating the potential odds of us actually getting a soft landing. Like inflation is going down, GDP is going up, consumer confidence beat by around 4%. Honestly, if we do have a soft landing, Powell is going to be like the goats that he was somehow was able to maneuver around this, even though everything he says is kind of nobody believes, but he's going to be the face of the soft landing if it actually comes through. UPS reaches a five-year deal with 325 union workers avoiding a strike. TikTok looks to launch e-commerce store to the U.S. You guys were saying that Shopify powers all, all of TikTok's e-commerce stores now? They either let you integrate with Shopify or they let you input it into their own store with like SKUs. So they have like a TikTok shop where a lot of people get discounts on as of now, but it's not fully integrated. Like you can't do auctions. So they either have to do like on your website, which then just you do it yourself and you fulfill it through them, or it's on TikTok. And then they make it and then they, it goes through their seller dashboard. Apple could face up to a billion dollar fine in the UK lawsuit brought by 1500 developers over the app store fees. Joey, you were saying this is a nothing burger here. Billion dollars to Apple is absolutely nothing. So this is quite insignificant. Can they use that as an expense, like on their taxes at the end of the year? Hashtag right on. Microsoft rolling out the Bing AI chatbot for Google Chrome and Spar users. Feel like we said that before. Twitter, this is a big news, or should we not call it Twitter anymore? It's rebranded as the X. I just want to say I missed the bird. What are you guys thinking with this X thing? I think that is something to quickly talk about because is the Elon going to be able to pull this off on X? I like the concept. I don't like the execution. It feels messy. The design looks like it's from a fifth grader. However, I love the concept of the super app where PayPal's too big to be acquired by them, but I think someone like Marketa or something like some kind of fintech could be infused with this concept with the super app. That's going to be intriguing. But I think this is um, the first step in Elon's master plan of this like super app. And as we all know, Elon always executes 100% of the time. Merge with Block. I mean, Jack Dorsey was Twitter. He's been it's literally like a text message chain that leaked out about like their plan to do that. You don't think that's a possibility? I think Jack Dorsey's ego is too big for that. I don't think he'll let that happen. And we all have to kind of remember that PayPal was originally created when Musk merged X.com with a competitor, Infinity. So that's how PayPal was created. So essentially, Musk is bringing back X.com because I guess he like retained ownership of that brand and domain this entire time. And his original view of X.com was becoming, you know, this global financial services super ad. So buying Twitter is almost, it doesn't seem like he really wanted to buy Twitter. He did try to get out of it, but now that he's kind of been thrust into it, it's kind of in the situation where why not try to deliver on his original play at Brex.com while also, you know, running Tesla, SpaceX and everything else that he's doing, because why not? What do you guys think about OpenAI? Sam Altman is launching a new cryptocurrency project called WorldCoin. I saw a tweet online, not sure if it's real or not, but people were like lined up around the block to get their eyeball scanned for this new crypto CBDC that will be WorldCoin that we'll all live under one day. 
GM announces it is bringing back the Chevy Bolt EV vehicle. Joey, you were saying you're going to get in line right away to buy one of those, right? I feel like these other automakers just need to give up. You know, last week on the podcast, we were talking about a tweet from Brian Sullivan where he said car companies are waking up to the fact that most buyers don't want an EV, they want a Tesla. Like you can continue to try to battle Tesla in this space. But, you know, the other car makers are just not doing well. They're not making money on these. And if they are, it's it's minimal while Tesla's margins are just incredible. So, yeah, they can continue to do this. But, yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, they're just going to have to give up and bow down to the king that is Elon Musk and Tesla. Ford Motors just cut investment as of five hours ago. I just saw I, I thought it was earlier than this, but I, I, that's why I wanted to look it up. Ford Motors cutting investments to money leading losing EV. So, yeah, so they also like cut production and we're trying to cut prices of the electric Ford F-150 and some other lines to where yeah, no one wants an EV made by Ford, GM, and all these other ones. It's they're like the dinosaurs in the industry and they can try to, you know, they could pretend to be the best, but people want the best brand. But at the same time, you can get a Tesla for, you know, the same cost, if not less than these other EVs. So why would you spend more for an inferior product? That makes absolutely no sense. Like, are you going to spend $2,000 to get a non-iPhone? No, you're going to spend a thousand to get an iPhone. Like it, I, I don't understand the strategies. I, I get that they want to have these EV operators just to have something in the space. And cause you know, all cars are kind of going that way, but no one's really come up with a legitimate competitor to Tesla with the margins that Tesla's able to achieve. Like they're, they're going to start giving these cars away to get people to actually want to drive. Elon needs to start paying us because we talk about him for like two minutes, every single episode, bank of California, hashtag BANC announces it will buy PacWest bank in an all stock deal. Global space economy was valued at $546 billion this year, ending at 2022, expected to grow 41% over the next five years. I just checked ASTS because that's the first one that comes into my mind and up 8%. Give me some other ones, guys. Yeah. How, so, uh, like, are they all responding right now? Not, I guess Rocket Lab is up a lot today, but there's not many viable companies right now in this specific space frontier. I've been pounding the table on AI before ChatGPT. I think quantum computing is going to be next. Then the last frontier will be space economy. So I think uh, ASTS is definitely the highest risk, highest reward. I think uh, I was talking with Joey about this earlier this week. Like their forecast is supposed to go from 1 million to 125 million, then also jump to 500 million, then jump to 2.3 billion. If they, they hit those numbers, it's going to be a pretty insane return. Like right now, this game price has four extinction, but they're going to need some serious funding going forward. Like they're burning 25 million in cash every single quarter. And they kind of have a runway of less than one year. And as an investor, you don't like seeing that. I'd say the best way to play this right now, if you're not a accredited investor, is Rocket Lab and ASTS. Space or genomics? What comes first, Shai? Genomics. I think that's the... Honestly, if we're talking about what's underplayed or undervalued right now, it's that genomic space. Like Beam, Antilia, like they're like, hovering or basing for the past like six months to a year and they haven't really ran yet and i wouldn't be surprised if we see some money flow towards that specific industry cpi japan's been in the news quite a bit their cpi comes in at 3.3 for the month of june first time in nearly eight years it has come higher than the u.s did we not touch on this last week does anyone want to say anything about the the tech sell-off yesterday due to japan like, I don't know much about it, but I know it's because of some policy of Japan, like, got leaked and it caused people to freak out. Don't sleep on genomics. I don't think so either. Yeah. Intelli is just still such a good price right here. Good. Big news. Jay Wow. Jay Wow is the girl from, uh, what's it called? Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. So, this is a different guy. All right, let's talk about the U.S. Federal Reserve. We got Jay Powell raising the benchmark rate at 25 basis points, now at a 22-year high. Tony, welcome back to Pound the Table. Wow. Well, I'm here for a little special guest occurrence, but it, it is an interesting time. Like, I was just, you know, looking to see 
in history when else we've raised to this high. And it's always come, you know, it, it happened in MGO8 right, right before. And it also came in during like Volker Harris. So like when people start raising the rates really, really, really high, that's usually like when the the dynamics flip. So five five has been the line historically. So I'm curious to see where we go from here. I know like a lot of the big tech names have ran heavily, like Google's got room still compared to the other ones. And so does Amazon. But you have a lot of the, I guess, right under that tier and lower names also that are responding well to the the idea that we might be kind of like there or there. It's just like the statement changed. It was only a few words, but the meaning was a little bit different. Definitely a more, I'd say like more cautious for in terms of like a rotation than anything. But, you know, I think it's just going to be a data dependent thing like Powell says. All right, let's do a little round the horn, actually. I think this is kind of interesting. Like what everyone's take on what Powell said. Shy, I'm coming to you second. Yeah, I was a little caught off guard with how Dovish was speaking on, but it makes sense. Like this is like one of those weird gaps between uh, these meetings where they have eight weeks to collect data. So it makes sense for him to take like the conservative route of like, all right, we're doing good, but we're not there yet. Let's get some more information to validate our initial like feeling of we might be soft landing. So it makes sense. I think the market didn't really price in like another rate hike. So that's like encouraging to see. So now like we can put all of them, all that noise aside and just focus on earnings season. That's kind of what I want to be looking at anyway, as an investor. We're going to send it over to Joey real quick. Joey, welcome to Pounding the Table. <laughs> what are your thoughts on what Powell said? Jay Powell can't stop meta. <laughs> we'll leave aside. Like it, what it comes down to, yeah, Jay Powell, you guys kind of know my feelings on his job, how he's performed and everything. I, I think I've said enough about him. I do prefer Jay Wow over Jay Powell since we did bring up Jersey Shore. But yeah, I mean, he's going to do what he's going to do. But if you own and accumulate great companies that are efficient, something like a meta, then you don't have to worry about what he's doing because even he can't stop great. I was going to piggyback off something that Shai said because so we were talking before the show and I was thinking similarly, like a lot of these earnings are coming up next week. You've got to, you got to, and we'll talk about it later in the show, but you got a lot of the names that are definitely like poster child that have grown. I would say, you know, I think that we used to look at things like Crowd and Zscaler and other companies like that in a different light than we do now after seeing their fortitude throughout the last like couple of years. Um, but I do say, you know, it's, it's a bunch of different components that are a part of like, you know, the broader indices, uh, broader ETF. So I think, I think it's something to look forward to and see if like whether, you know, Shopify, Net, Unity, a bunch of other names like that, how they do next week, because it's. It, it's had a pretty deciding factor that 50 levels really strong on ARC and will not be touching the actual ETF, but it drives components, especially in good earnings. So something to look at, especially with the power news. Very quickly, uh, we do have a special guest as we talked about. We have Theo Salitro with his Pounders thesis pick coming in at four years old. He's three. Theo, what's your favorite company? Special guest pick. Three-year-old Theo Salitro. He's running oh, back. You guys can't see him. He's on a chair. Okay, tell me, do you like YouTube, Netflix, or Disney? Disney. Oh, he went with Disney. All right. Value investor. Like watching YouTube, but right now he's going with Disney. I think because I just canceled it a week ago. All right, boys, we have no Pounders thesis pick this week because earnings are taking the headlines. Last week, let's get into first. And then we got a big week of earnings next week, too. We'll get into in just a second. But Shy, when I said, who wants to talk about earnings from last week? You raised your hand. Yeah, thank you, Avi. So and as you guys are aware, last week, I said a great trade for uh, earnings would be Teladoc. I thought that some $30 leaps for 2024 would be a good play on there. I did not think they'd hit that this week. I know I said it was investment advice, but I hope some people participated in that trade like I did. I did want to call out some major earnings this week that are making me have less heartburn about some of the stocks that I own. An example is Google. It was nice to see Google like outperform what the expectations were. I think the jump that they had was completely validated because people didn't expect them to exceed expectations the way they did. Awesome to see that ad revenue is coming back. The trade desk is a top 12 position for me. So it was nice seeing that, okay, I'm, they're 
TradeDesk is hitting all-time all highs. Pretty soon, they're hitting a 52-week high this past week, and I'm more and more confident now that when they report, it's going to be strong numbers per usual. Another thing I want to call out was Roku. Like Roku also validated that advertising like thesis from Google's like earnings that like ad revenue is coming back to them. And I want to say like they're the ugly uh, child in the group of ad tech companies. And if they're producing like strong numbers for ad rev, I assume that the golden child, aka Trade Desk, will also outperform in their earnings. So it was really nice to see those two things this week. And hot take for me. Don't is be surprised. Thing? Hold on, Shai. Is this a hot take a week now? You're the new... Maybe, yeah, maybe. Until I, until I miss some. Hot take for me is I think Pinterest is going to have a similar Roku rise when they report earnings next week. I think that they sandbag their guidance and I think they're going to have a similar like beats and level set on investors coming in that they're going to like, they bottom out on what their numbers are and they're probably going to improve on that front. Joey, AO, anything from last week earnings you guys want to touch on? Chips. Go burr. Chips go burr is actually something we should touch on because I just saw a headline that they're going to Congress to expedite the, the chip. For, I don't know exactly what they're doing, but basically from like a global view, they realize that Taiwan has like a five-year timeline on it. And so they're expediting the chips to every, if you listen to all the politicians, they're all saying we have to expedite this process because they realize that Taiwan's going to be gone in five years to China. So chips go burr. AO, back to you. Yeah, I was just looking at Roku after Shai said that. And I'm just like, wow, Roku is just a fleeced, pick-ridden dog. And it bounced 30%. You know, earnings are not regardless. Like, you couldn't do that a year ago under the conditions. So it's once again, like, I think I'm, I'm just reiterating my own theory on supportive flows is you got like 30 things reporting, right? And like, even the things that have been going down that are quality, they don't go down too much, but even like Roku, it just like went up 30%. Like I, I, it's like, it's back to chips, back to Roku. Well, I, I, it, it kind of supports the whole things, right? Like it, it's like your first principle style. You go from chips, you go to this, you go to that. Elon can't get enough chips. Demand is up. Roku kind of is, is interesting. Joe, you were talking about that last week or I think the week before, perhaps. Like it's such a cool business. It should be doing much better. Same with Twilio. Those are like, they're kind of in the same ballpark for me. Like they should be doing better, but they're not. Like, yeah, I like Roku because... You know, it's like the the Switzerland's platforms to where you can have all your streaming service plugged into it. And if you subscribe to Netflix through your Roku billing, you know, they'll take a small cut of it. So, you know, they could benefit from rise of streaming across all the services. I like that aspect. The part that isn't ideal is that they own the hardware and, and everything that comes with it. So like that brings down their margins quite significantly. It would be cool, you know, if they offloaded the hardware business somewhere else. And, you know, they kind of had these co-branded TVs that then they're the operating system or the platform, something along those lines. And that's why it, it's just not as sexy of a business with, you know, great margins like you could find elsewhere. But again, it's interesting way to play the rise of streaming since, you know, the streaming wars, everybody's going after everybody. And that's the one way that you could benefit from the industry as a whole. I also want to comment on Roku. Something I saw that intrigued me was their international expansion. Like in Roku's business model, like, they, yeah, they lose a lot of money in the hardware, but it takes two years to truly monetize like what their product will be in a new territory. So this was like the headache that they experienced like back in 2021 when they had that expansion plan internationally. This is the prime time for them to finally monetize on those territory and areas. So it won't be so much of a money loss in like those foreign countries. And they're starting to actually get some earnings from that. And that's going to be an additional tailwind that wasn't really priced in or factored in until this most recent earnings report. We're going to do full disclosures. Do you own Roku? I don't. Yeah, interesting. All right, let's get into earnings for next week because Joey wanted to jump the gun and just run to Wednesday, but we got some stuff on Monday that's I think is important. SoFi before the open. Nothing else on Monday. Close. Zoom info. I know we've talked about it. That's an afternoon. Tuesday, Norwegian Cruise Lines, Uber, Pfizer, Caterpillar, Merck, 
JetBlue, Altria, AMD is a big one here after chips. Okay, chips. There you go. Chips. Starbucks, Pinterest, MicroStrategy, and then Wednesday, CVS, Joey's favorite stock, probably of the moment. After the close on Wednesday, we got PayPal, Shopify, Qualcomm, Unity, Robinhood, Mercado Libre, Etsy. So Wednesday, I can see why you jumped to Wednesday because I feel like we've been talking about all those stocks. Thursday, AB InBev. Let's see if they've recovered. Expedia, Hasbro, Moderna, Regeneron, Cigna on Thursday open. After the close, we got Amazon, Apple, Coinbase, Block, Airbnb, DraftKings, Cloudflare. Friday, we do have some. All old FinTwit names, FUBU TV, Nicola, and that's what, that I care about. So FUBU TV and Nicola, both fake companies. Anyways, let's start from Monday. I feel like I'm going to kick this over to Shai. I mean, I unfortunately bought it around six and sold it around like eight. And I think it hit $10 recently. I am waiting to see like what they report. It's had quite a run the past couple months. And I know. Dopey's got the big news though here with like people have to pay back. Like, hey, I said I was so, going to pay college. Oh no, I have to pay it back now. Hot they actually, they, 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 as as I, I think of this, as we, we do all of this. Now, what if. PayPal were to acquire SoFi and name Anthony Noto, the CEO of the combined company. Wow. Is that not a match made in heaven right there? Founders first here. You heard it here Anthony first. Anthony Noto, like, I absolutely love that guy. He is a genius, great operator. How is this on, on great Twitter? steward of capital, like everything that comes with it. I feel like you buy SoFi for $12 billion, give them a good premium, whatever. But the main thing is you're buying that company to then acquire the CEO it expands and makes it that financial services super app. And they could still buy, you know, Robinhood later on, but that would give them the whole investing side of things, enhance the crypto. It would be a pretty awesome deal if they could pull that off. It'll never happen, but. To add what uh, Joey was saying, I did do a pitch this morning on an article that PayPal should buy Robinhood. I think the combination of PayPal buying Robinhood and SoFi would be the ultimate all-in-one finance app. I don't think what happened. Block out of this, you would have to be like X.com. I don't trust Dorsey. I don't want Dorsey in any of my like investments. Like I just that guy is I'm an ayahuasca retreat. He wants to. I'm, I don't want. Yeah, if you look at the whole thing with Square, like basically being forced to acquire Title, that whole thing with. Everybody else on the board directors, everybody saying no. And then Jack Dorsey basically says, no, we're going to do this. Uh, and you you could read all the details about it. It's, he got hyped the Jay-Z one night and it was like, hey, let's it was It's a very weird deal. But ever since that, it like I didn't know in Square at the time that I read that, but I wrote off the company entirely unless they get new leadership or, or something changes there. I'd rather go with, especially because I use Venmo and PayPal. I, don't really have an interest in Cash App and the other things that are going on. Well, let's go to Tuesday. Uber shines to me. I got something to say about Uber because like Uber is five max 10 years away from losing 30% of their expenses. Like whatever they pay the drivers, are, is that priced in? Yeah, like, we talked about Uber, that. This is so priced in. No. So the cool thing about Uber is like, it's now this cash generating monster. And so like some catalysts you could see over the next, geez, the year is they reached the consecutive quarters of profitability to enter the S&P. But like you said, and we talked about this last week is as autonomous driving, full self-driving becomes reality, the largest expense for Uber could essentially disappear if then they own this fleet of vehicles with you know, no driver to connect to their app and basically go pick people up, deliver them. Uh, that's where, I mean, the margins would explode and yeah, you'll have the upfront cost of building out this fleet, but they've already got the partnership with Hertz and Hertz has the thing with Tesla to where I feel like one massive partnership, one massive deal could make that, that company, you know, one of the largest in the world. Joey's saying, um, I think the inclusion of the S and P is going to be a big tailwind for Uber, but going to the acquisition, they need to buy Expedia. Like, and just make this Uber like the go to like company for all travel. Like, you book your travel on Expedia, book your hotel on Expedia, then you connect your ride once you land to the airport yeah. and just like make Love it all in one place. But yeah, Vito. right. It's, exactly. Vito, 
I hate it. You're vetoing the trade. Why do you hate it? I have to bring it margins? back. Is it margins? That's why I'm the best. Yeah, I just don't like Expedia. I don't see it. Expedia has like 85% gross margins and they, they're profitable and they're growing their top line like a 10% for the next couple of years. Like I'm curious about Caterpillar though. Like, like John Deere, Joey, you pointed out to me, it was like an interesting one that was getting beaten down. Like they passed this huge act. Is Caterpillar going to benefit the, over like the next couple of years from this one? Sure, they could. Like the same things we discussed with Deer, but I I just love Deer as a company, and love like what they're doing with autonomous tractors and all these different crop solutions to help these farmers be more efficient. So yeah, Deer it, it's it's a much better story than people really give it credit for. And yeah, we talked about it even with your dad, you know, back when it was taking down into like the the oh, low under. Yeah. It just made absolutely no sense. The valuation so attractive. Now it has since rebounded. I want to say pushing new highs. So it's not nearly as attractive as it was, but you know, anytime a great, a great operator like that ends up fading is when you just gotta start accumulating. See, so just wait for the next election. Cause then that just fixes it. Who doesn't love a farmer? <laughs> Liberals. Yes. <laughs> He's back. He is back. Let's get into AMD though. Tony, I'm going to kick this to you, dude. You told me chips, chips, chips. AMD is news. It's, it's as simple as like one of the biggest chip users can't get enough chips and has to and have this and stockpile chips and still need more chips. I don't know. I think, I think me, you guys need to circle back on Chipotle then. Well, hold on. I want to go back to what Joey's saying. This is so fun. This is a great podcast. Joey would say, why go for the five when you can go for a 10? So why would you mess with AMD if you can go with NVIDIA? I wouldn't necessarily say that that's not because number one, NVIDIA, like sure, NVIDIA is ahead and I, it is like the premier, I guess, AI slash chip slash driver of that. But it's also like the poster child. Not everyone <laughs> needs an electric car. So if you're going to get one, you're going to get a Tesla. But like you need chips for everything and not all of them can be NVIDIA. Well, we talk about NVIDIA and stuff. With Taiwan Semiconductor is kind of like the daddy of all chips. You know, they make it for everybody. What if we drop into the hashtag hot take? If they Tesla become the Taiwan Semiconductor of the auto industry, wow. GM. I agree. I, I agree with that. Tesla, Tesla manufactures all EVs because they can do it better and more efficient, uh-huh. lower cost. Every automaker then essentially has then they're trying manufacturing. I like, agree with you, Joey. <laughs> Five trillion dollar. Why is Warren Buffett still investing? Because I remember him investing heavy in Oxy. I'm going to Wednesday real quick. But like, why is Warren Buffett still investing versus like chilling on a beach? Because he likes the game. Obviously, it's a silly question. All right, let's get into Wednesday then. We got CBS. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bro. Have you never seen the Kobe and Kanye? And, uh, How I, many I, records? I, I more it. records, Avi. More records. That's why I'm moving forward. I get it. CVS Health Wednesday morning. CVS Health Humana Kraft Hines, and then after the close, PayPal. We've been talking about quite a bit. Shopify, Qualcomm, Oxy, Unity. We've talked about Robinhood, Mercado Libre. We've talked about Etsy. Wednesday is why Joey jumped to Wednesday. So I have to give it back to Joey. What are the three you're watching right now? Oh man. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't narrow it down to three. I'm going to be watching all of them just because I'm ahead. But PayPal is very interesting. You know, the valuation is still very attractive. I'd love to hear something about a new CEO, some sort of progress on that front. Shopify is always interesting. I do love the move of selling off the logistics arm to flex port and then taking a stake. I think that'll be better for their margins long-term. Unity, that's Shai's baby, so I'll leave that for him. Uh, he knows a lot about Robinhood as well. But then Mercado Libre and Etsy, you can see you know, where we stand with e-commerce. Now they're completely different in, in total platform and like how powerful the two are. Mercado Libre is just this absolute juggernaut. So I'm interested to see just how, how much they blow that quarter out of the water. But Etsy sold off their Brazilian operations and the Elo 7 unit that they had acquired. And I think they're trying to go with uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, efficiency, leaner is better type model. So, you know, they might start selling off the other arms that they had acquired, the Depop and Reverb. But 
I'd like to see them actually get back to the path of growth. Something, something more impressive than we've been seeing of late. Pinterest, Etsy. These feel like two lost companies. They, they, yes. They're, they're been, but they're the acquisition companies. Are they, are they both going to be acquired in five years? I could see Etsy being acquired just because there's, there's a lot of companies that acquire two-sided marketplaces because it's pretty lucrative and they can almost be like a cash cow type business. Pinterest makes sense for a lot of different companies that could beef up the advertising side. Now, PayPal had tried to acquire Pinterest before and that fell apart. And since then, Pinterest stock has been cut in half and then some. So I'm sure there's plenty of people circling them, but I don't see an acquisition in the near term for either of those. Why don't they just merge? They have like 40% overlap on everything. I should thought about that would be a good or like an interesting merger partner if those two came together, because then it, you know, it's like enhancing the search of Etsy while Pinterest also wants to lead to actual checkouts and taking a portion of a sale. Yeah, and that, that's how it happens naturally now. Like people, I forget, I don't know what the number is now, but I remember it being like somewhere in the high 30s of the percent of conversions that go from Pinterest to Etsy or, or vice versa, I forget which one it was, but they were like that related in terms of a sale. I want to piggyback off the Mercado Libre, Joey, because you know what else moves with Mercado Libre that has $1 options next week? What's that? C-Limited? It's C-Limited. C-Limited. We were talking about, Joey, you were just asking... If gaming, I didn't know why you were asking about gaming, but I'd be indicator. I said C limited. Well, yes. Yeah, so when we were we were revisiting C limited, just because I want to say like a year ago, we were talking about the company, and I was basically saying it was a no go because the Garena Gaming Unit or Digital Entertainment, as they'll categorize it on their earnings reports, is what feeds the rest of the organization. That's like the cash cow that feeds e-commerce and their digital financial services, and it was just. You know, it wasn't a good situation for Verena. So I was asking about gaming to see if that business had bottomed or was actually on the uptrend. And Shai actually showed me where it did bottom and it is improving. So if you see a recovery in the gaming unit, if it did bottom and it just back on the path of growth, while e-commerce and digital financial services continue to grow and move forward profitably in their own right, then that could become a very attractive story again and something that I would actually reconsider investing in because I don't have a position in it as of now. Yeah, I understand that too. Along the lines of we will see it when we see it of when a company like actually gets better. You can see really how clear it is those reports where it's their second quarter being profitable or it's their first and it's a, it's a surprise and it's upbeat. But I will say on the terms of like something to just like keep your eyes on is like in general, I'll make it very general. It's just pair trades. Like Adi was talking about earlier. It's like, you know that if Mercado Libre beats, there's a lot of Latin American stocks that will do super well. And then probably other e-commerces will, will do well. And same with Shopify and PayPal will move the, uh, the like e-finance kind of companies and, and, and SE as well. So like, I, I think it's interesting because there's so many, like, I honestly bigger hitters of things that if they do well, it just kind of sheds light on an environment that allows them to do well, which kind of speaks more than just the companies, I guess, individually. Listen, I've been hyping up Unity for a past month ever, even pre-announcement with Apple, I said that they're going to pretty much be the leaders in writing this new wave of AI and v AR and VR. Don't expect any of that to come to fruition in this earnings report. It's really early innings and like what my thesis is on that company. But I'm looking forward to seeing them continuing their free cash flow positive like numbers and like actual earnings, especially with their acquisition of Iron Source, helping them like solidified their balance sheet. Another thing I want to talk about is Robinhood. Like they're, they just introduced a 24 hour trading. So I want to see like how that's impacting like their transaction based like model, like how they actually make money is using transactions. So I'm wondering if that increased or not. And I also want to like bring up, like we're comparing Melly, C limited, Pinterest, like this model, like the PTT model that we put together, like it's going to shoot out a score. I just want to show you how accurate these comparisons are. Like Millie's score is 83. C-Limited is an 82. Atlassian is an 82. Pinterest is an 82. This is the score from 0 to 100, and they're all within one. That just shows where they are as a snapshot on their current valuation. So it's inter interesting to use. Um, 
I think it's going to be really public to everyone very soon when there are product release, but I am looking forward to. And it's yeah, but like, looking I, at the Unity chart, it, dude, I, I, have, I have. It's honestly Florida $58. So like, I don't, it, that's kind of like what the acquisition price was. Uh, I think when Appfolio or offered it last year. Love it, man. It's like, love it. I keep love messing it. that up. App dollars But the chart is showing that once it explodes, like once it gets past 50, it's going to hit 70. So it's going to be really quick. I'm hoping the earnings next week is going to help that bottleneck of that. But again, my thesis on Unity isn't a trade. I think it's going to be riding this tailwind of AR and VR for the next couple of years. But it'd be nice to see it close above that 58 price. I've got, we've got all these little crumbs that you guys can yeah, build Jerry. out of. I, I listen, Joey. It's just hard to compartmentalize it all when I had my own crumbs, but I needed to refine my crumbs and cook my food before I served it. AB InBev, Conoco Phillips, Expedia, Moderna, Hasbro, Cigna before the open. After the close, what people care about Amazon, Apple, Coinbase, Block, Airbnb, DraftKings, Cloudflare. That shelf down there is 90% of all its life's volume. So, like, if you look, as soon as it cracks that, if there's any real good news, like you have a partnership, you get a buyout request, and you have a shelf that looks like like a fucking volcano about to explode. So it's just like, you know what one unity used to run? I don't know. I used to see it go up 10, 15, whatever points a day. And you've seen other names that got that mojo going that started doing it. Nothing to do with the company in itself. Like, if good earnings, it might set off. That's the thinnest air I've seen on a chart. That besides you know, AB here. Unity and snow. Yeah. Three, two, one. Real quick, we're going to bump back to Wednesday because I didn't really focus on Mercado Libre and that was a thesis pick of yours, Shot. Yeah, so two things I can like count on in life is my dog needs to go to the bathroom in the mornings and Melly's going to destroy earnings. Expectations. I, I, I fully think they're going to exceed expectations. I just, I'm wanting to see, see more behind their credit portfolio because... Uh, a couple other e-commerce earnings are like there's some trouble. Like if you have a cr- you offer credit towards businesses, like there is some trouble on under the surface in those numbers. Uh, I don't think that's the case for Melly, but I really am hoping for some news for them to finally escape this like year-long range it's been trading on between eleven and thirteen hundred. Like it's valued at it should be at fifteen hundred dollars right now. Coin says like valuation, and I'm hoping that this might be the trigger the needs to exceed that and then it could start a new run but i'm really looking forward to it i know i i redunk i i sold c limited for it uh i was very emotional about that because i own c limited for a couple of years so i'm hoping that that pays off and i'm looking forward to millie just destroying earnings this would be genius what if x.com partners with dose Apis to be the official beer of x.com and <laughs> then they buy the rights to the movie triple x and remake it with Elon as the star. You got X, X and X, and triple X. Honestly, that actually is... Dude, the most interesting man in the world is Yosaki. <laughs> All right, so let's move to Thursday. We went through a few of them. After the close, Amazon, Apple, Coinbase, Block, Airbnb, DraftKings, Cloudflare. I'm just excited to see what Amazon's going to report because you know all the big boys have come out for the most part, crushed it. I mean, Microsoft was pretty good and the stock ended up coming down. But, you know, all the other big boys absolutely crushed it and moved higher. Um, Amazon's one of my largest holdings. And I just think everything they got going for them within retail, AWS, um, it, it's just an incredible company that I find to be undervalued at the at the moment. That, yeah, they, they don't have, you know, the ridiculous EPS that they could be generating because they're constantly reinvesting in their business. But when I compare it to all the other big boys, I feel like they haven't run nearly as much as the others. And granted, percentage return year to date opposed to others means nothing. But it's just like a general feel of the market that this one's kind of been left behind. Do we live for the next 10 years with these five companies? Well, so this is why three of my large positions are Amazon, Google, and Meta. It's because... You know, in tumultuous times, the companies with the most money in the deepest pockets will thrive. So like, 
you know, when money gets expensive, it's the money losing tech companies that are, that are hurting for cash and then have to raise in a very difficult environment. But when you've got this just cash flow machine of a business like Meta or Microsoft, Apple, any of these guys, you don't care what the cost of money is because you've got so much that, you know, it could take you lifetimes to spend all of it. So that's why, like, as the market starts just completely crapping, shifting into like the biggest and the best is tends to be a sound strategy just because those companies will not at the risk of like just completely disappearing overnight like you know some penny stock could so i think you're right to where a lot of these companies have so much money that they can go on a shopping spree and just start acquiring all the small interesting technologies that might pop up because they're going to be almost restricted from making big deals because, you know, the Department of Justice won't really like them. If you look at every company Meta has acquired over like the last 10 years, not many of them make headlines because it's a ton, a ton of small, small deals. And you'll see a lot of these companies will make all these tiny deals that no one really even, uh, no one even hears about because it's not significant enough. But yeah, you're right where these small startups, you know, a couple million here and then sell for a couple more million. Just it's completely unheard of and doesn't hit headlines because it's not significant. But yeah, these companies just keep doing it because it you know builds up their teams. They have these new technologies, and that's kind of how they get massive and and to where they are now. So I think you have to have exposure to some of the big boys. If not, you know the bulk of your portfolio. That's kind of like you know if you're building a new portfolio. I think how Tony uses you know the bonsai strategy. Like you want your base to be these cash monsters. That, that can stand the test of time. They're kind of defaulting to the Meta, Amazon, Google situation because they seem so small at only 1.5, 1.3, and then like 800 billion that I feel like they have so much room to run and these others are just getting so big. Now, I, I keep hearing these threats of, I saw this ridiculous thing like Amazon's uh, being threatened to be broken up. It's like, we're going to break up a $1.3 trillion company and then you're not going to do anything to Apple that's three times the size. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, and then you got Microsoft twice the size and you don't, you're no interest in breaking that one up. But again, it would be like the standard oil situation. I wish you guys would break those up because they would unlock so much value. I'd buy all of them ahead of it. Um, do, do corporations become the new government? Do you think Apple just takes over all U.S. Uh, domain? I mean, Apple already has like a higher GDP than 80% of the world, right? So we got Block, Airbnb, DraftKings, Cloudflare. I'll quickly talk about DraftKings. I keep betting on baseball. And maybe I am looking at this in a vacuum, Shy. I know you love sports betting. I think the UI in DraftKings is superior than any other app. So I think that's like, the first like check off my list of like, wow, they have some kind of mode where like it looks great. Like just how Robinhood's UI is like incredible. There's so many different like apps you can use for like trading stocks, but you Robinhood's place in those rankings is because it's so clean. Like I know people always say it's gamification. Like it's not like, I just think it's a clean look. DraftKings has that for their side. Um, but I'm glad you also brought up Airbnb in that uh, I think they're going to have a killer quarter. I know there's like some image got like leaked or like released like a month ago, like, oh, Airbnb rent uh, income has been like cut in half compared to this time last year. Uh, uh, that might be the case, but like all three major card networks reported this week. And you know what each of them all said? That spending and travel and entertainment has been far exceeding their expectations. What do you think? People are going when they travel and entertain, like they're going to Airbnb, like they're going to have a great quarter, I think. So that's something I'm going to be watching. Here's my problem with Airbnb is when I buy an Airbnb, maybe three, 400 bucks a night, it's so much to, to clean it up. Like, if, are they going to listen to the customers at some point and stop that? Eventually you're going to go to a hotel or VRBO. No. So like. Every time I've been looking, you know, if we're going somewhere, I'll check Airbnb because, you know, it used to be you could get a great deal, more space, all that stuff. And I've been defaulting to like Marriott's of late because not only do I save a ton of money because I don't have all these cleaning fees and all this other stuff associated with it, but then I've got 
room service and everything else that come. I'm they, treated like an absolute king at a Marriott and I'm saving money. And then like the enhanced security and everything that comes with it. I don't know. We're, honestly, growth tech is at a point where like if they hit a home run this earnings season, like, there is no looking back what kind of run they can have in the next couple of months. And I think Cloudflare falls in that category. For me as an investor, long-term investor, I do want to see them improving their free cash flow. They had a positive quarter last one. I don't see that trending up. I would love to see some kind of dent in their SBC, but I'm not going to hold my breath for that. Honestly, it's like it's hard to find stocks that are free cash flow positive with a 30% CAGR mm. for a couple of years in a thematic that I'm excited about. And Cloudflare falls in that category. So I have a longer leash on what kind of earnings they have. I, I don't think I'll ever have a top five position in Cloudflare unless they improve their bottom line drastically. It's just a great constant in my bonds that, like we say, like a top 10 position is always going to be there. Datadog is undervalued. We're going to rebonds on everything here, guys. All right. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's not too much. What, um, I, mean, I think echoing what Chai said there, I, I think it's like, it's a, it's a wait and see kind of, it, it's a pivot point. It really is like in every definition of the word, it's a broader pivot point for a lot of the names that are reporting this week. And so like, I think, I think one thing that I, I always, always continue to think of is like the component is the sum of its parts. Like it's hard to keep that in mind while everything's moving and try to like amalgamate it in your head and understand the amount of like pressure and factors on each individual component. But if you see like a lot of similar setups and a lot of similar names, it's like, do you think the average of the 10 or 20 names that will impact that move be up or down? And that is that that will be like the general flow of the move, I believe. To also add to what Tony's saying, um, or to answer your question, Avi, first one comes to mind is Elf. They're very highly valued stock Elf. for like what they do. They're reporting Tuesday afternoon. It's like a cosmetic brand. I don't know Elf. Oh, it's like Elf Beauty. It's like cosmetic brand. Um, yeah, for makeup and stuff. Crocs kind of like had reported good, not strong, but good earnings this week. And they got trashed 15% the next day. I can see Elf kind of having that kind of massive move. I spoke on this earlier. Pinterest should have, like, if they report good numbers and like eat and raise, I could see them having like a retype move of like 20 to 30%. So. I'm happy to be on the call with you guys. I've missed it a lot. I will just say, because, you know, I'm not the kind of guy to just pop in, not say words, but I don't know, went through a lot, dude. Went through a lot all last year. I was going to leave my dad. Went through a lot of other person stuff and, of course, yeah, market and stuff, and not being as experienced as I wished I was. But I will say to everybody, and I think this is something that I, learned that you carried with me the most through just growing up and getting getting through life a lot is that like dude it really is just your mind you got to work so hard to make yourself mentally tough because sometimes we'll be in foxholes alone and sometimes you won't but you want to be able to hang if you are so it's important to just believe in yourself and the difference is now my caveat to it is not to the point of delusion but to the point of reality and so it's something to really Guys, I guess taken deep with you. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, as you all know, I start, I started as a listener and a like a pounder. Now that I'm here, like meeting Avi and Tony and Joey, like I'm so excited. For, like, I think we're as fun. cool as you thought we were going to be. <laughs> Somehow exceeded my expectation, but like I'm just like so excited to see where this pot goes. Like even like all the product offers we were talking about, like that's going to come to light in the next couple weeks. Yeah, and, like Chai, you've been a fire. But let's bring it back to Tony Stocks. Tony Stocks, what do you got? Yourself, Avi. I'm going it's the only lady. thing, the only thing that you can keep putting in capital, time, energy, and everything into mistakes and all lessons and all learns and all and all you can do and just keep growing from it. So you are your best investment, but the best thing to do is like do your fucking research and buy good things. Love it, Tony. Some sage wisdom here to end the show. Uh, Shy, as you mentioned, we're going to be doing some really cool things. I know you got a few products you're going to be releasing here shortly in the next few weeks. And then I'm really excited about this company called PeakBot. They had reached out to us and they are convinced that they, using their proprietary algorithms, uh, can beat Shy, Joey, and Tony in my brains. So you guys will have to check them out. Their website is usepeakbot.com. And they are giving all of our listeners 50% off if you do want to try their service. PTT Pod is the promo code. I think they give you guys two weeks free as well to try it out first. They're going to be coming on the show here 
And then next week, we have a very exciting guest as well, bringing on the founder of Cureleaf, the largest MSO globally. So we're going to be bringing the founder on. His name is Boris Jordan. Very excited about that. Some additional guests in the coming weeks as well. We are back. We're very, very back, guys. I'm very excited about this. So we will see you guys next week. Do us a favor. If you like this episode, go to poundingthetablepodcast.com. Make sure you guys sign up for our newsletter and then like our tweets. I don't think Twitter really likes our algorithms for some reason, probably because we say a lot of crazy things. But if you guys could do us a favor, give us a like. Give us a follow. Check us out. We'll be back next week for another edition of Pounding the Table. The Minnesota Vikings have selected Randy Moss. Well, before I get the questions, man, I'd like to say some. Everybody, one clap. Pull your 84 jerseys out. I'm back home. Pull your 84 jerseys out. This is going to be a fun ride. This is going to be a fun ride. Everybody, one clap. I'm going to play when I want to play. Play what I want to do, I'm going to say what I want to say, say, did I say anything stupid today? My role is to take the ball deep, take the top off the defense, take the ball deep, take the top off the defense. If I can't get to it, nobody can get to it. I don't shine shoes, I don't tape ankles, I don't cut checks. Great cash, homie. I don't shine shoes, I don't tape ankles, I don't cut checks. Great cash, homie. Everybody, one clap, one clap. One clap, one clap. Pull your 84 jerseys out. I'm back home. Pull your 84 jerseys out. We're made to play. You can print it. I don't care how you put it on your ink. Everybody, one clap. I'm gonna play when I wanna play. Play. I'm gonna say what I wanna say. Say. Do what I wanna do. Do. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. You're looking at this opportunity to revitalize your career. I don't need to revitalize nothing. Everybody know who I am. This probably will be my last year here as a patriot. You guys tell the people, Moss this, Moss that, Moss this, Moss that, Moss this, Moss that. Are you gonna come out today, Moss this, Moss that, Moss this, Moss that, Moss this, Moss that, Moss this, Moss that. Pull your 84 jerseys out. I'm back home. Pull your 84 jerseys out. This is gonna be a fun ride. This is gonna be a fun ride. Everybody, one clap. I'm gonna play when I wanna play. Say what I wanna say, say do what I wanna do, do, do what I wanna do, do. You know, I am human, I do have emotions like everybody else.